Here's the backstory of today's show. The show is called Living a Life of Purpose and Meaning, or, or Living a Purposeful and Meaningful Life. And it came out of conversations I've had with a number of my friends that are struggling in, in this stage of our lives on meaning and purpose. That as a younger 20 something, we're like looking and searching and trying to find it. And then now at our age, we're, we feel like we're in it, but then we still have questions like, but is there something more? Am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? It came out of a conversation about the, the confusion sometimes about calling and what you're supposed to do. And in the Christian culture, uh, there's been a struggle with a lot of people who grew up in the church where people were being told and it was placed on us and as, as young, you know, young youth and individuals that there was a great calling and purpose for your life. What happens if that doesn't happen? What happens, like my girlfriend who has an autistic son and her calling and purpose is to be a good mom and be faithful to care for him, a man who cannot speak or take care of himself? And how does that cause tension in your life when what was told to you as far as purpose and meaning was to be on stage writing mega books and many books and being this incredible communicator, uh, saving the lives of people? So it really came out of a personal place of my friends and me. And so we brought a bunch of women together to say, how are they living out meaning and purpose right where they're at? I love the picture and the story of, of people saying, you know, what's in your hand is, is, is where you need to serve and be. And that really is where you're at, what's in front of you, what God has placed around you and among you is actually the place in which you are to serve. But we have created culture and Christian culture, church culture, and even those outside of that, that it's something more. And so the show is, is about looking at what's in your hand, looking at who and what's in front of you, and finding meaning and purpose there. And so I'm encouraged by these stories. I hope our viewers and listeners are encouraged by these stories, and they will come to their own conclusion with the help, what we say, um, with direction from God and God's spirit in us, that we will find our meaning and purpose right where we are at. And that's the backstory of this show. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved. Welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks. I'm so glad you've joined us because we're answering the big question of what is the meaning and purpose of your life? Wow. Are you guys ready? Uh, yeah, no, no biggie. <laughs> Notice how I brought you all here to answer the big question. I hope you're not afraid or scared of answering this question. So to have uh, our, this answered, I've got some great people. First off, to my left, Naluka Johnson-Williams. You manage a homeless shelter and you open your home to at-risk youth. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. I know you have a lot to say about purpose and meaning. So welcome. You. Beside you, Claire, a dog bow. You moved to Canada in 2018 from Doha, Qatar. Qatar. Qatar, yes. yes. Born in Nigeria, and you now run an executive coaching company and who wants to see executive women thrive to their God-given potential. Yeah. So you're perfect. You have a lot to say about purpose and meaning. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, I know it's a little daunting and scary, but you it can do is. It. Yeah. All right, Sue Carr, you're the pastor at the Meeting Place Church that meets at uh, Five Four One Eatery in Hamilton, and it's a volunteer-run cafe that welcomes all people, whether they can afford it or not. Oh, I I, I've been there. I love it. Uh, you still have the buttons, mm -hmm. and you pay for that. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But welcome, so and I know you'll have a lot to say. And of course, co-host. 
Cheryl Namhard, an award-winning filmmaker, playwright, author, oh, and social stop. justice advocate. <laughs> just Cheryl. Yeah, just Cheryl, as we do. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here because I think that uh, this is the show that has come from uh, a lot of viewers and listeners who are saying, how do you find mm -hmm. purpose and meaning in life? It, yeah. it seems like you, Mel, and the team know, but how do you make that first step? So th this is going to be a really important discussion. Yeah. But before we get into sort of the nitty-gritty of that, I want to share with you news and views and get your opinions that relates to purpose and meaning. Okay, so in 2019, the Health and Retirement did a study, and this is what it says. People who didn't have a strong life purpose which was defined as a self-organizing life aim that stimulates goals, mm. were 15% more likely to die earlier than those who did and die of cardiovascular diseases, which means people who have a greater purpose in life live 15% longer than those who don't. Mm. Initial thoughts, immediate reactions. Mm -hmm. What would you say? You think that's true? That's possible? What are your thoughts? Uh, it makes sense to me. I feel like, you know, when you are, when you stumble into your purpose and you know what it is and you're living that out, there's a lot of joy fulfillment. There's a lot of mm -hmm. peace that happens. I feel like we are stressed when we are doing the thing that seems hard and, uh, it, you know, it's just a tough road. We're not happy. All of these things are stressors. Yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah so stress, which could possibly equal Absolutely. dying earlier. Yeah, oh, Sue. Yeah. I think that um, finding meaning and purpose gives you a reason to get up in the morning. I think when you find meaning and purpose, you find what feeds your soul. And I don't think we should separate our soul from our bodies. I think we're integrated beings. That's how God created us. And that when our souls are, are right and singing, then I think the rest of us clicks along nicely too. So I'm not at all surprised by the results of that project. Right. I love that singing. When our souls are singing, singing. Sue, that's fantastic. Yeah. It, it gives us purpose to kind of get up and, and have a focus yeah. and have meaning great. And I find with purpose and calling, it gives you life. Mm -hmm. It's life giving. Um, so when you know what you're called to do and you're walking in it, it gives you that life to mm -hmm. keep going in spite of the circumstances or situations. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Claire. Absolutely. And uh, in my observation, people who do not have uh, an understanding of their calling or purpose in life find it easier to give up on themselves and give up on life. So mm -hmm. I wonder if the spike in suicide that we find in our generation is linked to the feeling of um, hopelessness, you know, that we find prevalence in this generation. Yeah, you said that the word that I was going to say by answering this is that I think with purpose and meaning, it, it gives hope. Like, I wake up another day and, and there's hope in that I will make a difference or yeah. that I can make a mark in, in what I'm doing or I can mentor, give back to the world. There, there is that sense and I think hope is this like really key thing in our world that's needed more. To give hope to somebody means that they can then go, okay, I'm gonna look forward to something that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So I agree and, and really the takeaway is have life purpose and meaning and you will live longer. Yeah, absolutely. And, wow. and, have, and have true joy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Wonderful thoughts. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about how to find and live in the purpose and meaning of your life. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind the scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. 
Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. All right, we're back, and I'm really excited to hear how you individually found your purpose and meaning in life. I know it's big, but I think your stories are gonna help our viewers and listeners be inspired and maybe take steps towards finding theirs. So Sue, let's start with you. Do they call you like Pastor Sue? Some people do. Okay, well, Pastor Sue. No, just call me okay, Sue. Okay, <laughs> Sue. Sue, how did it, it start with you? You're now a pastor, executive director of this, this wonderful cafe that, that is open to those in need. But how did you get there? Well, it's a very long story that we don't have time for because okay. I'm very old. Okay. Well, no, you're not that old. I started okay. off in nursing. Okay. Started off as a young mum in England, two kids, came to Canada, had another one. Um, wondered about pursuing medicine. Um, I have an undergrad in pharmacology. Oh, wow. Is it sounding like I should be running a cafe and <laughs> being a pastor? No. 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 <laughs> Nothing and at all. I think what it was doing was the next right thing, the next thing that fueled my passion, the next thing that I was fascinated by and couldn't put down. And so when I ended up um, as uh, a volunteer with the palliative care unit and I said, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't think it's going to be medicine. I don't think it's going to be social work. And my chaplain friend said, why don't you become a hospital chaplain? And I said, you must be crazy. Anyway, I did. Wow. So I worked as a hospital chaplain and then as a chaplain in a, in a shelter like your world and um, then got asked to come along uh, on 541. and. And I said, I'll do that if I can bring my little congregation. And they mm. said, yes. And I said, have you read my resume? I've never run a cafe before. But and that's said, the best thing. They said, that's all right, do thing. it. Yeah. And so here we are. And we did. We right. did it together. It's not just a me, it's a we. Right. Mm. But Sue, the thread, though, in what I'm hearing is, you know, even with nursing and palliative care, there was a care element. There's mm. a people, care, restoration, healing, bringing back to life, which in that thread to me when I hear it, it makes sense that you're yes. a pastor and caring for those that you Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Looking back, it makes a lot of sense. When you're but when you're there, going through. When you're a young mom with little kids yes. and you say, is my life, is this my life? Right. Well, maybe it is. And maybe it is right then because maybe there's nothing more yeah. important than, than looking after kids and making sure that they have everything they need and loving them into right. the kingdom. But it, it's one step at a time, and it's not until you look back and you see God never wastes a single thing in your story. Beautiful. God never wastes a single thing in your story. And you may not see it, but it's, it's every exactly. step. Exactly. Every step. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow, that's good. So good. It's fantastic. What about you? Your, your, um, how did you get to the place where you're opening your home up uh, to the youth at risk and you know, managing a shelter? I think a part of it is knowing that finding your purpose is a journey. Mm -hmm. So as God opens up doors and as piggybacking on what Sue said, as you feel it within yourself, it feels right. You know, mm. you take that next step forward. Yeah. And sometimes God doesn't show you the end picture. Mm. He just shows you the next step. Yes. yes. So it comes to the place where am I ready? Am I willing? Am I open to taking that next step? So I had a home, we opened it up, you know, I had my teenage girls, loved it. And I, I also paid attention to what gave me energy. Oh, yeah. What what empowered me, what exhausted me. So kinda that kinda led the way. So mm -hmm. as I found I loved it. I loved I love I love being a mom you know, and providing that home atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, okay, let me let me keep going. And then God opened uh, doors and I met my husband who was so supportive. And mm. now we have young men, which I didn't see in my journey. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of other things. I didn't see where I am right now, you know, and I never saw myself managing a shelter. I never saw myself opening up a nonprofit right. to provide housing for young men. 
I didn't see that in the journey. All I saw in my journey is just the stage where I was at. And did I feel like it was the right place at the right time? And I and I took those risks. Yeah, see, and that's good too, because in the thread, like Sue, you can see you have this mom nurturing, caring, opening yourself up mm -hmm. to care for people. It's like, it's like, I think what I'm trying to get at is a lot of times we try to manufacture, make things yeah. work, yeah. when really it's who we are and the passions and giftings yeah. God's given to us, oh, we already have. Mm -hmm. yeah. We just need to kind of like look yeah. Look outside, mm -hmm. discern, pray through, and, and, and also have people affirm you mm -hmm. in that. Absolutely. Well, just to add to it, you make lots of mistakes <laughs> along the journey. Yes, you uh, do. There are many times in the journey I'm like, run, run, you yeah. know, because uh, it's, it's challenging, yeah. but you're trusting. You're yeah. trusting the trusting. journey. Trusting. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Good. Beautiful. Claire, what about you? Well, I grew up in a family where uh, there were always people in and out of our home. My dad was a people person as a professor, but he always took that extra step with his students and he was the counselor, he was the coach, he was everything, you know. So I grew up in that environment soaking it in and I didn't realize that it was shaping me, you know. Uh, and coming out of that, I found, even in my university days, I always loved people. I was passionate about people. I was passionate about God. Put that together, you do a lot of free counseling and uh, <laughs> my heritage, we dole out the uh, free counsel. <laughs> That's just what we do. Yeah. And so uh, I, I just found that I have this passion for people. Um, growing up also, we went through a couple of tragedies as a family and um, I shouldn't be where I am today, but I found what the grace of God can do early, how God just took our story and changed it and made me what I am. And I found those truths myself in the word of God. So wow. in turn, I want to help people discover that. I want to help them discover their potential in God. And that's what has set me on this journey of coaching people. You know, yeah. I am passionate about seeing people um, growing to the fullness of what they can be yeah. in God. It's good, you know, I, Claire, it sounds like, again, in the thread, some family of origin, the influence of family that has on actually purpose and meaning, um, tragedies and experience that shape us into what we are also gonna do. Yeah, yeah Cheryl. Uh, so there was this bright light on the road to Damascus. I'm just <laughs> That's our, in our That's after our show drug. thoughts, we're yeah. gonna talk about There was no bright light, there was no bright light. <laughs> Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. Uh, in a nutshell, I just stopped being afraid. Yeah. And I just made a decision to surrender to the call of God that was, it was, purpose was calling me. Mm -hmm. And I think purpose calls all of us. It's whether we choose to, mm -hmm. to listen to that. And for me, uh, my heart always, uh, I love what you said, it ignited, it lit up for at-risk youth. And for me personally, uh, I have a statement. I sometimes, what we go through is what we're called to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, that's how I ended up where I was. Love it. Yeah. Thank you for that. We're gonna talk a little bit more about yeah. that. But earlier uh, in the year, I interviewed Meg Donovan, who just like these women, it was an ordinary woman who saw the need and made a difference in the world. That's her story coming up next. 
Megan, it's great to have you here all the way from Sweden. Yeah. Yes, that's amazing. I want to talk to you about that. Talk to me about how this whole life of yours started because you've done some pretty phenomenal things in Sweden. So when I was a teen, I had a, um, a boyfriend at that time who basically admitted to me that he struggled with pornography. And I was totally crushed. Uh, I was, you know, this naive girl who had no idea that most, almost all men and young boys are exposed to pornography at a very young age and many, many struggle with it um, in secret because most of us don't talk about the issue. Mm -hmm. So that, I went from kind of being extremely angry um, both at him and then it, even to these women on the screen. Um, mm -hmm. they, I felt that they've taken something away from me, um, but both that boyfriend and then myself were able to get support and that that anger turned from anger to empathy because mm -hmm. I realized that this young 11-year-old boy was exposed to these images and had no one to talk to about it, no one to keep him accountable, etc. Um, and that's the reality for pretty much all boys uh, in this day and age. Wow, it seems so young. Yeah, absolutely. So was that the impetus for reality check? What struck me was just, as I mentioned, that no one talked about it. This is this massive global issue related to, you know, connected to prostitution, human trafficking, and yet no one was talking about it. So I realized, okay, I want to be able to educate, to spread awareness about this issue and to, um, to provide resources for people to be able to have those conversations with young people. So we provide uh, lesson plans, curriculums, educational films to teachers, parents, and other professionals to be able to have those conversations with young people. Um, and then, so that's kind of our prevention work. And mm -hmm. then my organization, Toledo, also works directly with women who've been exploited in prostitution, pornography, and human trafficking. For young women that are listening to you mm -hmm. and are saying, I'm pretty ordinary, like what can I offer to the world? Mm -hmm. I, I, or some may have like a, a burning desire to make change and they have no idea where to begin. What would you yeah. say to them? I'd say, one, um, make connections, like just shoot out that email, find what are my local, you know, whether it's women's shelters or something that you're interested in, how can I get connected to people? Mm -hmm. Because that's where all those opportunities mm -hmm. um, emerge. Yeah. I'd also say that ordinary people do extraordinary things. Uh, I mean, you see that all through the Bible as well. God always uses our, often our weaknesses or our pain and suffering um, to bring about restoration, healing. Mm -hmm. And even working at my organization, I see all these other people who are involved. So whether that's giving resources, um, using their gifting, their talents, etc., to support the women that we work mm -hmm. with. And it just blows them away because, you know, say, say a woman who is, you know, a yoga instructor and wants to wants to support our girls and women by teaching them yoga. Mm -hmm. The girls are just like, you know, flabbergasted that ordinary people want to support them. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, I feel like every single person can use their gifting to get involved in whether it's issues related to, you know, violence against women, gender equality, but it's, you know, there's so many issues yeah. out there. So there's so much to be done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to, you know, end our conversation by just referencing the the name of the organization Talita mm. because it comes from actually I didn't know it's like a biblical yeah. reference and yeah. I think it's a beautiful reference and name yeah. to kind of encapsulate all that you do and to empower yeah. ordinary absolutely. women to do extraordinary things absolutely let's finish with that thought yeah. about what that what that's about so it's the name is Talita and it comes from uh, the verse in the Bible where Jesus is standing at the little girl's bedside uh, and she's she's died and then he says, Talita Kulum, and that means little girl rise up. Mm. And that's our vision in our organization. We want to see young girls uh, rise up to a new life. And we, that's the most amazing part of my job is I get to witness these girls' uh, lives 
completely transformed. So these girls who were exploited, who had no hope, who had no support, go from being at the lowest of the low to becoming police officers, to becoming trauma therapists who want to give back. And it's amazing to be, just be part of the process. And I love the name of your show, See, Here Love, because that's actually totally what we work mm -hmm. with. So it's about seeing these women who have never maybe been seen before, mm -hmm. hearing them, listening to them, hearing their stories. Uh, and then honestly, it's all about love. That's mm -hmm. how they're transformed. And anyone can be a part of that journey. Megan, thank you. You're the first person who actually referenced the show name. I'm getting emotional <laughs> thinking about that because that's exactly what my heart is for. Mm, that's amazing. Because I want women, I think that Talita, for you know, young girl to rise, mm. rise up, that's exactly what my hope is for in this show. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you for your presence and thank you for the extraordinary things that you're doing and making a difference in this world. Likewise. Thank Thanks. you so much. Well, thanks, Meg Donovan. Great thoughts, mm -hmm. eh, about how she saw the need, yeah. you know, to have a curriculum about pornography because her boyfriend at 17 struggled with it, right. and then gets a million dollars from the Swedish government Incredible. to put her curriculum into every school in Sweden. So good. But isn't that amazing? Like, north of Toronto, she would say she's an average, ordinary girl, yeah. and what was in her hand, what was around her, saw the need and did it. Yeah, which is beautiful. Which is each one of you as well. So let's go into this next question, which is one of my favorites, about how has Jesus and community helped you live out uh, a meaningful and purposeful life? Who would you say? Claire. Oh, well, well, um, my relationship with Jesus is what gives me fuel for what I do, right? I, when I'm in God's presence, I see possibilities. It just opens my eyes to see what I can be in mm -hmm. Him. And community gives that opportunity, opens those doors. I, I like what Sue said about how she was asked to do something and she said yes. Mm -hmm. So my story, and I'm sure many other women watching this, their story is one of saying yes to some of those doors that God has opened in community. Someone says, oh, why not volunteer and do this? Like, okay. Mm -hmm with trepidation sometimes, no doubt, but then you take that step of obedience. And so one step of obedience after another and what we call purpose uh, begins to emerge. Clarify for me, Claire, what it means when you could, because when you said in God's presence, he shows you. For, for viewers or listeners, they're like, what does that mean? Is it a vision? Is it a word? Is it writing on the wall? But what, what does that mean specifically? When I'm worshiping or I'm reading the scriptures, my mind comes alive, right? And I begin to see that, oh, God did that through somebody. He can do this okay. through me right. also. So okay. I can be used right. by God in my sphere of influence. Right. So when you are in prayer or communication with Jesus, yes. and that's when we say worship, uh, you say that it comes to mind things that he has done for others and in your past of his goodness and faithfulness to Absolutely. you. Right, and it reminds you of how far you've come and what he can do. In Absolutely. and through you. Yeah, great. Nicola, what about you? I think Jesus has left us a template and an example of how he did ministry. And I think to involve him in the process every single day. He had an ability to, to see into people's hearts versus looking at their outer appearance. Mm -hmm. And that has been 
my struggle and journey, you know, not seeing the addiction, not seeing, mm. um, you know, somebody living on the street, but seeing that they have potential and purpose and speaking that into their life until it manifests. Mm. So that's where I get a lot of my energy from, you know, seeing young men who had severe addiction issues to drugs, alcohol, struggling with their sexuality, et cetera, to seeing where they are today, mm -hmm. yeah. walking in their purpose, walking in light, and to me, it makes it worth it. It makes right. the journey that sometimes is a bit of a challenge, um, it makes it worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And Sue? Mm. How has Jesus and the community that you're in really helped you and informed you to have a meaningful and purposeful life? Well, I try and remember that Jesus calls us to be faithful, not to be successful. Mm. So that's, that's good because sometimes you take things on or you say yes to things and you think, I have no idea where this is going to go. I don't think I can do this. I don't think that's who I am. But I think, I think, um, I think there's some sort of courageous um, imagination that we need to have just to take the next step. And I mean, for me and where I find myself now, I mean, our community is so rich. We're in one of the poorest parts of Hamilton. And like you, um, we work um, with a whole mix of people, people who think they have their lives together and people who know <laughs> that they don't. Mm -hmm. And really we're all um, in need of, of God's grace mm -hmm. and mercy and forgiveness yeah. and light. Yeah. And I guess just being, um, reminding myself that I'm never any different from the people mm -hmm. that, I, that I serve alongside. And the beauty of the model of the ministry that we have is that that we are all called to the table together. Right. So our table well, fellowship. My favorite. It's a great visual. Yeah. Everybody's called and everybody belongs right. and has a seat at the table. Right. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how you come or, or whether you feel yourself equipped, you are because you're loved first. Mm. And I, I think that's the, that experience, if we have it ourselves, it becomes easier to see it in and through other people. Oh, so that's that's good. So there's never like an us and them. Mm -hmm. No, it's that we all belong and yes. are with. Yes, we're all in need. We're yeah. all in need of God's grace. Right. Um, um, we all have um, an opportunity to become more in in Him. Yeah. Um, and it's really, yeah, it's the privilege of doing that alongside other people and seeing it take root in their lives. It's, oh. it's amazing. Amazing, eh? Yeah. It makes it worth. Uh, the work and the hard work that it you makes do. It worth makes blood, it worth it. it makes blood, it worth sweat, and, the, the blood, well, sweat, and tears. Say, actually, it makes it worth the blocked toilets, the dishwashers. <laughs> I'm like blood, sweat, and tears oh, in the blocked toilets. Right? Like, yeah. All of the things oh, that they yes. don't tell you that are totally non-glamorous <laughs> that did they train yes. you for in seminary? No, yeah. there was no course no, in that. But it makes mm -hmm. it worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Cheryl, what about you? Um, you know, Jesus is my life coach. And, uh, he, you know, from the beginning of time, he's been affirming, always affirming the gifts in his disciples, women. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just feel like, you know, if we surrender and, um, and just say yes, there is, there, I love that, there's purpose behind that yes. Mm -hmm. There's ministry and, and community behind that yes. And I'm just so excited to see um, more and more young people answering the call. And that's a really cool thing. I, I got a quick mini purpose inventory. It's 30 seconds. Okay. Um, how do you know your purpose? How would you figure that out if you're kind of green? Um, what is the thing that lights you up? Yeah. Right. What is the thing that you could do for hours and, and not sleep? Mm -hmm. yeah. What is the thing you could do for no money mm -hmm. and just run yeah. and go? That's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. It's a good way it's to figure. It's a good ways, yeah. yeah. Amazing. You know, I would agree with all of you. I would say Jesus and community, um, is why I'm here today. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here without the love and care of people 
who invested their lives and took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus is the one who, who oh, I follow yeah. because, I mean, his life is extraordinary and beautiful yeah. and everything that I desire to be and to become. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so thankful for him. And I'm so thankful for you as women who are stepping out in courage and faith mm-hmm. uh, to pursue uh, a purposeful life. So mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you so much. Well, let's now go to Joanna LaFleur, our Bible teacher and co-host. So she shares from the good word from Proverbs 31, 8, which is about speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves. That's next. Thanks, Mel. Love this conversation. It's something that's really close to my heart because I grew up with a mother who did this, advocating for justice and especially for other women. My my pictures of her growing up, my images of my mother was her demonstrating this kind of work. I can picture her uh, when we lived in Romania as a kid and I remember her holding these HIV AIDS orphans who no one else would love. I remember her sitting and working with women who were coming out of just abject poverty and total injustice in their life. I saw how this could change, not just the trajectory of one woman, woman to woman, but actually the trajectory of a family, an entire village, a whole church community, if one woman rises up to advocate on behalf of another. In Proverbs 31, this is often where we go to think about, we roll our eyes at like this perfect woman in Proverbs 31 who who has this noble character. But just before it goes into what this amazing woman looks like, it calls us to this. In verse 31, verse 8, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. This is our great privilege as women. And part of the community that we build on this show is to be part of justice and to speak up for the rights of those who have no voice to speak for themselves. I hope you have a mentor or someone in your life who's like my mom who you can look to to learn how to do this. But if not, there are amazing mentors you can find right here on this show and the people we're interviewing and in the scriptures themselves as women rise up fighting for justice. It is one of the most godly things that a woman can do to spend herself, to use her voice for those who have no voice. This is the way of Christ and this is the way we get to live as women of God. Back to you, Mel. Well, thanks, Joanna. Great words from the good word. Okay, we've got a quick few, well, actually not a few minutes, but a few seconds to do our takeaway. What would be your takeaway on someone who is struggling with purpose, first step or advice? Go, Claire. So mine is two-pronged. Um, first thing is to ask God because he's the, he has the owner's manual, right? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do next, right? You may not get the answer to the big question, but ask that. And two, ask if a trusted friend or someone around you, ask them, what is it the one thing I do well. Oh, okay, yeah, it's good. In what area do you think I can serve? And let them tell you that answer and do something with that answer. Mm -hmm. Good, excellent. I would say to be intentional with your time with the Lord and be still. Mm. Allow him to be a part of your journey and direct you and take that risk to take that first step. Oh, excellent, Mm. great. Sue? Mm. I like both of those answers. I'm not sure I can say anything much to add. Um, Do anything. Anything, just anything to to get out your front door and engage with something, whether it's helping in your kid's school or volunteering at the local, whatever it is. Um, But do anything and God will show you the next step, the next place, the next person. But you've got to start the movement. 
take the step. And Cheryl? Hey, Purpose has been calling you. Purpose uh, is, is calling. Answer the call and do it afraid. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, all of you, for living a purposeful, meaningful life and for inspiring myself and our viewers and listeners on that. So thank you so much. And to you, if you want more information about our guests, resources, or you want to read blogs on our topic today, go to seeherelove.com. And make sure you go to our See Here Love YouTube channel and subscribe for the backstory, our after show thoughts, and all different kinds of content that are going to help you on your life journey of meaning and purpose. And as you go, and as you pursue what God has called you to be and do, know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.